if you if you notice now that like, um, you got the whole important in your body, and you feel something feel like a pen stick, that's the radiation. If you get a headache and your phone is near you, that's the radiation. Is it close circuit? And they got this charcoal stuff you can put it around your phone. And my friend, she lives in uh, Alabama, she sent it to me. A lot of my friends, you know, in high places, they're doing research. They keep what? They won't be scared. It's what we don't know what's going to kill us. It's like a charcoal base. It, I remember we used to have it a long time ago. You pull it apart. It's sort of like a... a, a uh, it's, it's sort of like some fish in it. I'm gonna, you got a phone? I mean, you got a piece of paper, you can give me your number, and I can, and then, or I'll give you my number. Take my number The bunny? The bunny keep you safe? Mr. Snuggles. Yeah. Not, you want me to buy that? Yeah. Okay. Six, seven, yeah, I need to protect you. It'll protect you from all the radiation out there. Mr. Mr. Easter Bunny. All this factual stuff. I'm going to keep my stuff protected by him. Yes. Yes, the Easter Bunny is going to protect us from the radiation causing COVID virus. This is good. Hello, hello, crazy kids. Ooh, chale, chale. I know it's been a while since you guys heard from me. Um, I've been quarantined. Oh, all of you have, right? Actually, as you're going to find out later in this podcast, um... I've probably been less quarantined than maybe a lot of you because one of my many jobs is a cashier at a grocery store. And so I have had to go to work, which on the one hand I'm not mad about, but also um, it was a little scary at first. Um, with each week, there was something new that we were learning. And so, um, my particular grocery store, the first thing they implemented was, you know, we all have to wear gloves. All of the employees have to wear gloves. Cool. Um, in addition to that, we had to sanitize our counter space, um, every 30 minutes or so. Cool. Um, the next week. I came into work and I saw a table in front of the door with sanitizer and gloves. Um, And those were for the customers. (laughs) So not only did we have to wear gloves, but the customers also. Y'all motherfuckers was wearing gloves. Um, And or sanitizing your hands before you perused the facilities. And I was okay with that because by that point... There were more people dying, uh, more cases have been uh, confirmed, particularly in the city of Atlanta where I'm from, well not from, but where I live. And um, you know, being as though our airport in particular is one of the only, like one of the many 
places if you if you really follow like the cities that were hit hardest uh they i forget the term but their airports basically are the um gosh what is the word i'm so sorry i just i just was in the car with an uber and um they mentioned this particular word but basically like our airports are the ones that kind of go everywhere essentially so you can be flying in from any place in the world and more than likely you're going to be flying into an airport in LAX um the Atlanta the Hartsfield Jackson in Atlanta or in New York um you know it's the some of the more hardest hit it hitting um cities were cities that had those airports so um it was only a matter of time I kind of knew that Atlanta was going to be like kind of one of the highest uh incidences of this of this virus disease and um yeah so I come into work and then you know they have customers wearing things then it turned into just recently um we can only let a certain amount of people into the store. So now, fortunately, I'm not going to sound like, I don't want to sound like I, I am ungrateful. Because a lot of people have jobs where they literally can't go to work. They're, they are unemployed. There there are some restaurants right next to my, my store that their employees are completely laid off. Um, I don't know how they're doing that. I don't know if they're able to get unemployment or they able to collect something, but you know, a lot of us service workers out here, you know, they're struggling. People who mainly live off tips and things like that. So I'm very fortunate to be in an essential worker like like um, demographic, but at the same time, it's it's very similar, not exactly the same, but very similar to um, what some of these medical. Uh, professionals are going through in a sense that we're expected to be at work but also to be unprotected you know we don't have any like masks and things like that and so you know eventually at you know this week this week in particular we started to wear a mask you know um we would come in with our own little makeshift masks out of made out of bandanas and things like that and you know, and granted, like, we don't need to have the top-notch, uh, you know, whatever those masks are that they wear at CDC and, like, you know, anyone who's, like, a virus pandemic professional, they need the top-notch stuff because they are coming in, like, close-range contact with full-blown corona-infected, like, full-symptoms-type dogs, like, you know. Um, but... We also, because of at least the way that this virus is spreading and how it's manifesting in people, we easily could be coming in contact with full-blown affected niggas. And guess what? Because they are, they may be asymptomatic, they come up in our store, and this, this is kind of a pet peeve of mine at this point. Because... I don't care if you feel like you're healthy. I don't care if you feel like, oh, it's a conspiracy, what have you, blah, blah, blah. You don't believe it. Whatever. You can have your own opinion about whatever. But have that opinion and have it be, like, have it affect just you. Because at the end of the day, if your opinion is wrong, 
I don't need your asymptomatic ass coming into the store to buy ice cream and beer. Essential worker. I need y'all to hear the name. Grocery stores, essential. Now, granted, I'm not going front like alcoholic beverages, treats. Like I, I get that those things are essential to some extent. You get those cravings. Last thing you want to be is stuck in the house with no options. However, we are spoiled Americans, even those of us who are less fortunate than others. But I actually work in a store where some more privileged elite, um, more middle class, higher, high middle, middle class people frequent. And they buy $11 ice cream. $11 for a pint. If that half pint. 11. 11.00. So these are the kind of people that come in the store. And so it just bothers me because, you know, because they'll walk away and say, thank you for your service. You're so good. And I'm like, if you really want to thank me, come in here and buy two weeks worth of groceries. That's what you would, you would do if you really appreciate it and wanted to show your gratitude. You would come in here and buy two weeks worth of whatever the fuck you like. Whether it's ice cream or beer, you wouldn't just come in here and buy one six pack or one pint. You would come in here and buy enough to last you two weeks. Because you don't want to see my face for two weeks. Minimum. Um... That's kind of been bothering me. Um, and not only do they come in, it's weird because some of them will be the type that come in and they don't have any kind of like coverage of their mouth. At this point, we're hearing that the virus can be spread by just talking. So not only are you coming in here to get, you know, some treats, you're also coming in here completely wide open. All your faculties, all your, you know, uh, the holes in your face all open right and you could be droplets could just be coming out and you ain't got no symptoms droplets just all over my counter and at first you know the cashiers and we didn't have any we didn't we weren't really being suggested to wear masks um we didn't know the severity of the of the disease either and so for the first couple of weeks of this pandemic and this quarantine in particular we, I mean, who knows? Like droplets were shooting up in their all our in our face because people were just up in there with nothing in to cover their mouths. Um, and even now, after in that, I see us with masks and they still don't have masks on. It's crazy. Um, but then, not only that, they come in and when they see like some people will literally, it's a like there's a huge table right in front of the door. It's never been there before, right? And if you are a human being that is alive and breathing, because breathing is a privilege these days, apparently. If you are a human being alive and breathing with any source of, uh, you know, social media, news, any of that, you know what's going on in the world. You should. You should at least know what's going on in the world. Um, You know that this is a thing. So you come into the store, you see this big ass table with gloves and and or sanitizer or both, whatever, on the table. How in the hell do you just walk right past the table? Not and then on top of that, so you walk past the table, it's biggest fucking day. 
walk at the table with them, and then when one of us employees stops you and says, "Hey, sir, ma'am, could you go sanitize your hands?" Ugh. A scoff? You're scoffing because we want you to protect. Not only yourself, but God forbid some other people that might frequent this motherfucking store and don't know where you've been. This is insanity. Like, I get it. I get it. I'm not even afraid, to be honest. Like, I'm not even walking around here, like, scared. I'm not scared, really. Honestly, I don't think that I would get it. I, part of me feels like I already had the damn thing. You know, they, a lot of people saying they, they got the worst flu of their life back in like January and February. And I, I did. I got a really bad flu um, at the very, like the very beginning of January, of February, actually. Shakes. I felt cold, even though my body was hot. Um, I'm someone who doesn't get the flu shot every year. I, I just don't. I've never had and I never caught the flu. Never. I um, I might get like a sinus infection or I have really bad allergies now since I live in Georgia and they have the literal worst pollen count in the country. Um, and so around this time, the flu season slash pollen season is always kind of crappy for me just because of all the general environmental issues going on. Um, but never have I, and I mean, I get the occasional cold or whatever, a little runny nose, whatever, but it's never, I never get a fever Um, it's never bad enough where I can't like still go to work essentially this one in February bruh I had to call out of work and everything I was like I can't do this I could barely walk it was insane um and so there's sometimes I wonder if like I got some sort of variation of this thing but I know you can always catch it again that's something else that's been talked about is that you if you think or if you even know you've gotten it one time it doesn't mean you can't get it again especially if the if the virus morphs into something else and all that stuff so but um you know I I forget what I was talking about so anyway um yeah it's just it's just insane to me that people can come into the store and feel like oh that's what I'm saying I'm not scared about this whole thing um there you know I have had thoughts about like oh my god what if I catch it like what would dying be like whatever do I have I don't know I don't know if I have all my shit together financially and all that stuff like whatever I mean part of me is kind of like look if I'm dying I ain't got no bills shit <laughs> you know like a lot of the shit that I be stressing about most of my life is me stressing we're paying bills so like I'm not going to miss that. <laughs> um, you know, those things cross your mind. I hate to sound morbid, but, it, it, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be human if I didn't, if that didn't cross my mind at least, you know, once or twice during all of this. Um, so it's not that I'm scared about this or anything like that, but I, I, at the end of the day, it's a reality. I'm not going to pretend like it's not real. Um, do I trust the government completely? No, I don't. Uh, you know, that could they be exaggerating this? I don't know, maybe, but that's the thing. I don't know. So rather than me take the risk and, you know, possibly infect other people, I mean, if anything, like think about other people. Um, if you're not concerned about yourself, be more concerned about others and just protect yourself, you know, cover up your faculty, your, your, your holes in your face, cover them things up, you know, um, cover your hands up so you're not, you can take off the gloves, throw them all, throw them in the trash. You know, you're not kind of like t- continuously transmitting um, bacteria and and germs and things. 
um, wash your hands, all, all these basic, the basic shit, the basic shit. I, I get that because this is the pandemic, we're probably going a little overboard. You know, like I don't normally come home and like immediately just derobe and lights all, all the clothes I had on that day. Um, you know, that's not what I would normally do, but I would normally come in the house and take, I do take off my clothes and get into like my house clothes in a sense and like pajamas. Um, my son just takes off his clothes and runs around in his underwear. Um, but you know, I would take off my clothes, get into some, some house clothes, things like that. Um, you know, now I do wash my hands as soon as I come in the house, even after I've had on gloves all day. You know, just being just because I am so so mindful of that. But normally, I would wash my hands before I cook or ate anything. Um, you know, so there's yeah, things are taken to probably a more extreme or a little more aware. But I really do think that like some of these behaviors and things that they're suggesting are just like why do they need to be suggested? Why does it need to be suggested that you cover your mouth when you cough? It's just I just never understood it. You know. You know, try try to cover up a sneeze. I get that sneezes sometimes come out of nowhere. But do they? You know? Everybody has a ha, 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 ha before they chew. You know? Um, so, you know, tuck your face in your shirt on your ha, ha, ha's before you chew. Okay? That's all. Your cough, put your, you know. I, my six-year-old has been covering his mouth when he coughs with his elbow since he was at least five. So, if he can do it, all us grown-ass people can do it. It's just, some things are just like, why has this happened, you know? Um, But with all that said, I'm not afraid of it. It's just about protecting the community. It it has, the the virus has spread to um, what they call community spread. And that literally is saying it all. We have to be aware of our community. It's not just an individual thing or, oh, did I personally come in contact with somebody who I know was in a country or somewhere where it was, you know, running rampant. Like, at this point, we don't, people are catching it and have no idea where they got it from. They never were knowingly around anyone who traveled. They weren't knowingly around anyone who was diagnosed with it. And it's, you know, it's been clear that this thing can be, someone can be infected and be asymptomatic. They can be infected from just coming in contact with something that someone who had it came in contact with, never even coming around that person. Supposedly, it stays in the air for three hours, stays on certain surfaces for 24 hours. It's crazy. Like, you know, um, you just never know. It's like we're fighting an enemy we can't see. It's literally an invisible enemy. Um, to the human race and instead of just like thinking about yourself think about the the you know just humanity as a whole um and those who may be more vulnerable to it um and at this point it could be anybody who could be more vulnerable not just the old or the sick um children are getting it people who are supposedly healthy adults young adults getting it and dying so, like, let's not go to the grocery store for ice cream and beer with our face all fucking open and, like, you know, scoffing at the idea of putting on some sanitizer or wearing gloves. Like, when these when these establishments are open for you, like, we ain't got to do this. Um, I'm hoping eventually that, that the place that I work will 
limited everything to curbside or, you know, ordering online and having having us gather their things and have it in the bag and we just bring it out to their car or whatever. Or even better, we just like leave it in a box outside <laughs> and they come get that shit. Because motherfuckers think this is a game. And like also having a minimum amount, like you need to be be spending $50 or more. Like we're not doing curbside for you to spend $10 to buy a six pack of beer. Get out of my face. That's not essential. Let's look up the word essential. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let this be the end of my rant. Okay. Um, this has been my Rona rant. This is what I'm gonna call that this segment. This segment is gonna be called my Rona rant. Yeah. Um, but yes, for all of y'all out there who are still engaging in um, grocery store shopping or anything, or just engaging with any essential workers, just please be considerate that yes, we do want to go to work because we do want to have an income. Yes, we are making a choice to be there. There are some of my co- colleagues, co co-workers that um, have chosen not to come. Some of the older folks who are single, maybe they have some savings, things like that, and they can kind of afford to not come to work for a few weeks. Maybe they have a spouse. Um, But there are some of us that really don't have a choice, and we are fortunate to have a job. Be considerate. That's all I ask. Just be considerate enough to make a list, make an essential list, Make a list that will last you at least, I mean, even one week's worth. There are people that I literally see come in every day that I'm there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduled at least four times a week. And there are people that I see coming in every day that I'm scheduled. And that's fucking ridiculous. You're not taking it seriously if I'm seeing you multiple times a week in the store. So make a list make sure your list is essential to you not only to you personally and your preferences but to your you as a person like water um you know fruits and vegetables frozen goods can we got hella canned goods in there now hella dry goods and like i don't barely see anybody buying that shit all those dry goods and like we got a whole section now with all these like new dry goods and things and like pastas and canned goods and shit and he's still be coming here buying these luxury items. I'm just like, y'all, y'all got me fucked up for real. Um, yeah, make a list of essentials, things that can last a long time, things like that. And then, you know, yeah, if you want to get your ice cream and your beer, your wine, I get it. Homegirl ain't somebody. I got, I got tequila in my fucking fridge now. Got like two, three bottles of wine here. Like, I get it. Those are my essentials. If I'm going to be cooped up in the house, especially with a six-year-old, I'm going to need those things, okay? I have a, I have all types of things in here that are essential to me, but I have a lot of frozen goods and canned goods as well. Um, just do us just do us the honor of, of, of respecting that, just knowing that we're here for you so that you can get the things you actually need to survive this thing. And don't take advantage of us. Um, that's all I can say, man. That's my Rona rant. Well, 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 well. Here we go. Um 
So, in light of everything that has gone on this year. Ooh, what an interesting year it has been. 2020. It was just a few months ago. (laughs) We were all very excited. um, And, you know, everyone was just enamored with the 2020. It's like full vision, clear vision, perfect vision. And how we're going to live our best lives starting in 2020. It's like the, you know, perfect round, even number. Um, You know, everybody was ready to be out here getting it, including me. I ain't going to front. You know, I wasn't super hype, but I definitely had a couple of uh, vision boards made. A couple of lists that I was constantly looking at and reworking and adding to subtracting all that stuff and uh pretty early in the year some slaps in the face took off um you know personally I had a a good friend take their life and that was a lot that was like that was literally the first time that has ever happened that I've ever known anyone personally like closely that that that's happened so that was a lot to process um and and then Kobe Bryant was literally the next day huge huge just like shock to everyone I, w- I would think almost everyone knew who Kobe Bryant was um but especially anyone who was one number one a, a sports fan basketball fan but if you were if you were a black American you knew who he was even if you didn't watch sports all like that it was like Kobe Bryant was just household name um and things like that so we are we already know that situation um and then shortly after that talks about a this corona comes up and next thing you know a few weeks later We're all told to sit the fuck down. (laughs) Fuck your visions. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, I did have one highlight, though. Uh, I got a chance to perform a solo, um, a reworking of a larger ensemble work that I did with my company, Reveal Movement. And um, it involved the original show and my solo involved several crates. Um, And I... On a positive note, that was one thing that did happen top of the year that was amazing, was fabulous. Um, I was very excited to kind of make a mark in the dance world in Atlanta with that piece. And I just felt very, very proud of that. Um, You know, my sister came down out of nowhere, came to visit me. That was kind of dope. I uh, was definitely into that. She got to see me perform that solo, and so there was there was a couple of weeks in there <laughs> that that were um, that were good. That were like uh, the highlights of my my social media feed, if you if if you want to go there. But um, but yeah, most of most of this year, as I would imagine, it's been for a lot of us, has been pretty pretty much a downer. 
But this segment is about... <laughs> I, wanted, I want to address the irony of it all. Um, the universe, God, uh, creator has quite the sense of humor. I mean, just, you can call it dark humor, maybe. You can call it satire, maybe. Um, But I think they really showed us what having perfect vision really means. And having to be quarantined like this with no real like end in sight um having to sort of act accordingly in order to help those around us and and the fact that it's a global pandemic it's not just a pandemic just in Africa or just in China or just in these, you know, maybe some so-called third third world country, um, as a lot of America can be, we can sort of like brush things off because it didn't affect us or it, it didn't affect us to any great extent. I mean, literally this pandemic went from China being number one to Italy being number one to woo woo, America is number one and, and holding tight to that, to that label. I mean, we always got to be number one at something. And we we got we got that title really quick, and I don't think we've let go since. Um, if if you listen to my pet peeve, my, my Rona rant, you know, it's because we don't like to listen. We like that we like to think that we're immune to everything and that we're better than the rest of the world, and we just aren't. Okay, we aren't. We especially now have leadership that likes to th- you know throw away all of our protection give it to other countries because we're so, you know, we don't think we're going to need it. Um, And people that like to go out and do exactly what they're told not to do, go run in the park, shop, all this shit, get mad because stuff is closed, still want people to cook their meals for them during the pandemic. You want somebody to cook your meal for you? Anyway. Um, But I I feel like this, this whole scenario... Definitely, when, it, when you talk about having 2020 vision, this is part of why it took me so long to, you know, do another um, podcast because honestly, I, I, I've been trying to process this whole thing. Um, in the initial, you know, beginnings of it all, it felt very like there's a lot of camaraderie, there's a lot of like people trying to help each other out a lot of like oh let's work out online let's do dance classes online and it was, all of that was great and people are still doing that I love all the like DJs and all the music battles I feel like this thing is is exposing artists and the fact that like we have to create no matter what like and part a part of me feels like that is just a be- really really beautiful thing um even if I either don't have the time because I still am an essential worker and I have to go to work I'm working more hours or I'm just tired and I can't fully engage in all of that um just hearing about it you know uh, in the news or like I listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about these things 
Um, it's just so dope to hear about these celebrities and things that are like, you know, just using the the platform, their social media platform now to engage with their not only just not really just even their fan base. It's like we want to be a light to the world, and when there's this cloud of darkness over us, um, you know people just share just people sharing so many things people being so very creative even around the the topic of the virus and sort of like finding a sense of humor in it all it's beautiful like I love it I'm 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 actually planning to partake in it a lot more um in the next couple of days I have some things I'm up my sleeve but you know even my friends which I'll talk about I'll, I'll talk about later um and just how they're contributing to protecting people, but also, you know, they're utilizing their creativity. It's just beautiful. It's really beautiful. I, I attended a good friend's birthday party via Zoom um, last week, and it was just super dope. I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, I was I was able to, like, see people that I hadn't seen in a while because, you know, since I've been in college, you know, because they live other places, they have, like, different paths than me. And this person's birthday party allowed me to... Um, engage with them live like in real time um and it was just it was just really cool something something just really cool about it but also just seeing like the fact that we have to distance ourselves from people and like when you like seeing who who's okay with that and who's not (laughs) um I know that there are some people that are very introverted like I I'm I, I would call myself more of an ambivert to be honest, and I'll kind of go into more into that. Um, So, like, it's not that I need to be, like, super cuddly with people. I'm not, like, a touchy-feely person. Um, But it is weird to not be able to, like, hug certain people that I really, like, am close with um, or have to talk, like, so far away from them or have to talk through a mask. Um, It's all very strange. Um, I know that there's some people that are just like, yes, my dream, <laughs> a reason to be standoffish and no one's like, no one's going to like think I'm an asshole or something. So I get that some of y'all out there are, this is like a paradise for you. Um, but for people who are either more extroverted or like slightly, slightly more like ambivert who like, this is not necessarily something that is like a dream to them. It's very awkward. It's very awkward. I, I mean, so for me, there's two dynamics. Um, one thing that like having to be quarantined and and distanced from people has shown me is that I really enjoy my my home space as a sanctuary. So that's where I'm an introvert. When it comes to me being at home, I do not like to work. I like to be as extremely lazy. I like to be very like comfortable. You know, I don't want to if I want to be naked in my house, I'm going to be naked. If I want to have, like, dirty, not dirty, but, like, clothes with a bunch of holes in it, like, that's what they're made for. Like, if there's clothes that kind of, like, got worn out, faded, got holes in it, all this stuff, that's what they're made for the house. Like, that's what I use them for. Um, and so, you know, I drink my drinks and I eat my eats in the house. Um, you know, like, you know, my ice, like, I don't eat any kind of like junk or stuff like while I'm out I don't really have junk in my house either but like my wine like I'm more of a like drink in my house kind of person um and so that's just like that's my that's what my home is for me 
And so with that said, I've had to, I teach dance to youth and things, um, high school age and younger. Um, and thankfully they found a way where I work to allow us to record, um, like any choreography that we have for the kids and, you know, link it to YouTube and all that stuff. And it's been extremely hard because I like, I come home, like there's no other place for me to do these recordings, but at home, like I can't, you know, the studios aren't open. There aren't any like public spaces that I can go in with somewhere and just be like, let me do this here. Maybe I could try to do it like outside of my house, like right in the parking lot or something <laughs> um, to try to feel like I'm getting out of my home, maybe. But I mean, I, I, that's not necessarily the safest place to do it either. And so most you know, nine times out of ten, I'm restricted to having to quote unquote work in my house. Um, I've even I've even taught some like Instagram live classes um, as well, and I realized that like I really feed off the energy of a class, and I know a lot of people probably do. I would imagine that a lot of dance instructors and like artists, like performing artists, or anyone that instructs in person. Like, most of us are probably, like, we feed off that energy. Um, teaching, like, you you want to see the students. You want to, like, be hands-on with them. At least that's how I am. It's I'm not a very, like, here's how you do it. Da, 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 da. You know, um, that's not my teaching style. And it's definitely not my choreographic style. There, there are times where I can come in with, you know, long phrases, long combos, but generally my best work comes from being in the in the space with the dancers, seeing what they're capable of, um, having an idea of what I want, but then putting it on the bodies and see and, and there's a lot of things that just can't even be recorded and taught. It's one of those things where like I want everyone to be in a line and there's just walking involved, but it's a certain like tempo or there's a certain like um you hit you hit a certain beat in the song and that's just there's just certain things that you have to do like in the space with the bodies present um and that's to me those are the things that make a piece a performance piece more dynamic it's more of the subtleties it's more of the the nuances it's not the big phrase work and so um I find I'm finding now that having to just record phrases and send it to like the you know to my students particularly my older students my high school age students you know the babies you know like anyone that's that's about 10 and younger yeah I can kind of send a video and just it's just a step because they're still learning and so there there's not a lot of nuance that I could give them but those older kids when I really had a vision for their pieces this year it's a little disappointing to have to like sterilize it basically and I'm so I'm so I'm trying to figure out how to create in a space that doesn't allow me to be, you know, in person with them. I mean, hopefully we'll get to use Zoom. I mean, so far all I could do is record movement and, you know, send it, upload it to Facebook. I mean, upload it to YouTube and send it to, send it to uh, the students that way. And so hopefully I can do a Zoom class, which would at least allow me to see them in real time and see everybody like doing the movement together would be kind of dope. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I'm discovering about myself is that I, I think I'm truly an ambivert in the sense that like there are, I, and I can compart, I compartmentalize essentially. So in my home, I'm okay with being by, by myself. I find something to do. I can be in my head a lot and I'm okay in that space. 
Um, I like to clean up my house and I like to cook and, um, you know, I, I, I like to listen to I, uh, um, podcasts and I can just, you know, I can just, I can read and things like that. Like I can be in my own world at my house. Also when I'm traveling, I can do the same thing when I'm on the bus, even when I used to drive, I could easily be in my own world. Like I would just, again, have my particular music on or a podcast on and I would, I'm not someone who likes to talk to people on the phone as much anymore. Uh, I don't know if I ever was that way. I, maybe I was. I, like certain people I can do. My sister, we can talk for hours. But um, aside from her, <laughs> really, I'm not a talker. Like there are a couple of friends that every now and then like we catch up with each other and it's like a two hour conversation. But, like, I couldn't really talk to... I wouldn't necessarily be able to talk to them on a regular basis and have it be a long conversation because I'm not that big of a talker on the phone. I don't really think that they are either. Um, yeah, just, like, talking on the phone's not my thing. Like, like if I want to be social and talkative, I'm more that way in person. So, I'm at work. I'm talking to the customers a lot. Um, I, I'm even talking to my coworkers. Like... I like to feed off, I feed off of the energy around me and and that kind of brings out my extrovertism. But um, if I'm just trying to get to A to B on the bus, in the car, especially on the bus, child, if I got my, I got, I deliberately went and got got these big ass headphones to put on my head so that it was clear. I was like, you know what, earbuds not going to work for you. Not going to work for you. You're going to need to see head all the way around my head. That's what you need to see. That is clear. Do not talk to me. I'm traveling. I'm trying to get to where I need to get to. I'm not trying to converse. And this corona thing has made that so much easier. Six feet apart, bitch. It's like, in that regard, loving it. Loving it. Like, you don't understand how many dudes have tried. It's not even about me being cute. I'm not that cute. In Atlanta, it don't matter. If you got somewhat of a big ass, it's... And you don't gotta try. It's not even like I'm cute. It's just and they just they just be, they do too much. It's like I'm not trying to talk to you right now. I'm good. So, um, in that regard, it's been very very nice having to keep that distance. But um, yeah, like when it's people that you really love and really enjoy being around, that that sucks. That does really suck. Um, but I've been able to see, like, you know, what I really do feed off of others' energy to do more effectively. That's been very interesting. Um, with all that said, I mean, 2020, man, this has been a vision. Uh, if there, I would hope that everyone is taking this time to really journal their feelings, their thoughts as they're going through this. Because this is something that we hopefully won't ever experience again for a very long time. Um, at least not in our lifetime or our children's lifetime or even our grandchildren's lifetime. I believe the last time that something this wide, uh, like world spread happened was a hundred years ago in 1918. All the documentaries I'm watching says that was like the last time it was this bad in, in the States. So hopefully it will be even longer than that before the next thing happens. Or who knows, maybe this is the beginning of the end. I mean... We've had, prior to this, we've had earthquakes in places where they don't even really happen. I believe there were some earthquakes, like, in uh, Wyoming or something crazy. Like, somewhere I heard that. But we all know about the ones in Puerto Rico. And they just kept happening back to back to back to back. Um, 
you know, this pandemic it, and, and forest fires like uh, in Australia. I think right around that same time, there were locusts that were that came out of nowhere in Africa and were just eating all their crops. I mean, it, these things have happened before, yes. But it does seem a little strange that they're happening so close together. Um, and it has made me think, like, this could be the beginning of the end, y'all. Like, we have not heeded the warnings. Um, and on the flip side, on the other hand, there's a lot that the earth is, is actually regenerating itself in some regards because we have, you know, human beings have been stuck in a house and not able to pollute and fuck up the earth the way we are used to doing. You know, the fact that factory workers can't go and work, the pollution in China is like cleared up within a matter of days. It just goes to show that like, um, some of the things that we think are normal, that we think we are, are essential to like, to our livelihood, really aren't. If we weren't doing things just for the, 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 the buck, for the money, if we just said, you know what, let's just take off one, two days a week and allow the, 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 the atmosphere to regenerate itself. If we thought more about, about the long term, more about the bigger picture, than about just you know the immediate gratification of 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 wealth and profit, um, I mean it could make a world of difference. And we've been told this. This is why there's a Sabbath day. Like just even one day a week. I mean Chick Fil A, like y'all be mad every Sunday, but they haven't lost no money from t- from having off on Sundays. They are like one of the biggest fast food joints in the country. You know, so I think that it has, there's a lot to be said here, yo. Like, we went into this year, you know, thinking that all of our plans were going to be met and all of our plans were going to be um, supported and all of the things that we saw for ourselves personally were going to be supported. But I think that we're being shown that the vision needs to be about the, the, the community, the human race, the earth. Um, the world as a as a whole. That's the vision we need to have. Everybody walking around with their own plans is the problem. Um, I think that's what I'm learning from this. And I think that's what the world and the earth is showing us. The universe is showing us. The planet is showing us. Um, and again, I'm not somebody like, you know, I, I do try to go and use reusable bags and limit my plastic and but I'm not crazy. I'm not over here composting in my house or nothing like that. I'm not like super radical or anything like that. I'm not that girl. But it's just very, to me, it's obvious, even as someone who isn't, um, you know, a radical earther or, you know, whatever you want to call it, environmentalist. Um, but I think there's enough information going around these days that we need to be mindful. And if you're not, you're just ignoring it and you're just choosing to ignore it. It's, it's a lot of it is right in your face and you're just choosing to annoy eat, le- eating less meat. You know, I'm, I'm by no means a, a vegan, but I think in the last two weeks alone, I've eaten, I probably eat one. There's only one meal a day. I might eat meat. I don't eat meat with every meal. Um, I might go whole days without eating meat. I'll eat something like a, some sort of like pea protein sausage thing. And it feels like I ate meat that day, but I didn't. It was a, it was a vegan sausage or something. And then there could be one day a week I might have a burger, like a real burger. I mean, again, I'm not someone that's a radicalist, but I think that just being mindful, the mindfulness of it is what's important, you know? 
sort of just like going out here and doing what you always did, it's just not going to work anymore. It's not going to fly anymore, man. The earth is going to, they're like, it's, a, it's, it's vehemently sick of us. We're being attacked. We think we're being attacked by a virus, but I honestly feel like we are the virus. We're the virus. And we're finally like the the earth's immune system is final is attacking us and getting rid of us. And I don't mean to sound insensitive to people who've lost people from this because that is that is definitely a huge loss and it's heavy and it's real and there are good decent people that are probably being being affected and losing their lives from this. People who are mindful. People who are trying to who have done things to try to help the earth and try to help their community. There are perfectly good people being affected by this. And that's the unfortunate part is that this thing unfortunately doesn't can't go around and say and 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 know who out here don't give a fuck and take this them out. That is the one thing about this that is so unfortunate is that it's going to ultimately still affect good people and people who are conscious of their surroundings and their community and the people around them and the environment around them. That's the fucked up part. Yeah, it it's it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't it's not selective. So is but there is there is a cleansing going on right now. Um hopefully those people are in a better place and with less stress. And I truly believe that there's more to, to human beings than our bodies. Um and that you know, there's that that you your your spirit is a it will reflect how you lived, um, and so hopefully those who have who have lost their lives to this are somewhere uh, with less stress, and they're praying for us and praying that we figure this shit out. So, yeah, man, twenty twenty vision is um, taking on a very interesting shape and the only thing I can the only thing I can hope is that we learn I know I'm trying to learn I'm I'm talking on this podcast now just because there's a lot of things that have been on my mind and I just want to get it out but um there's still so much more that I want to process from this um and I hope that you guys do the same so that's that Here's your woo woo. Here's your corona woo. <laughs> corona woo woo. So, <clears throat> a couple of hacks that I've um, in, implemented for myself. Um, for one, I have taken in a lot more, I guess, immunity boosting foods. Uh, lots of garlic, lots of onion, lots of citrus fruits, uh, grapefruits, oranges, uh, lemons. I one thing I do that I did when my sister was here, and she was like, "You just need, you just need a zap of vitamin C." So I um I went ahead and like cut up some lemons, uh, boiled them in some water, 
And then like that was the water that I used for like the, for my tea. And I, I would use like some echinacea tea or something like that. Some herb, some herbal mixed blend. And I used like that lemon water as the water. And I, you know, add another, you know, add a couple of slices of lemon into the, the cup and stuff like that. And those really do really, um, they really do help. Like every time I drink that, I'm like instantly, I'm like, ooh, okay. Could be the warm water of it all too. But um, it really holds me over. It's very comforting, very soothing. Uh, also, I would say um, elderberry is amazing. Elderberry syrup, if you have any sort of like natural health food store near you, even like a Trader Joe's possibly or Whole Foods, they might have it in their like supplement section, some sort of elderberry syrup situation. Great, great, great for your immune system. Um, I also went ahead earlier on in this whole thing. I ordered um, something from Dr. Sebi. And it's like a tonic. Um, it includes it includes elderberry. But there's also, it's the BioFero, B-I-O. And then Ferro is F-E-R-R-O. It's Bio Mineral Balance. Um... It includes yellow, yellow dock, burdock, elderberry, cocoa, mecca, and sarsaparilla. This is why I got this because these are all things that I was like, what is that? Where do we get this? So um, it doesn't taste the best. I added a little more elderberry to it to um, help it go down a little smoother because elderberry is, is sweet. And, um, I mean, I don't know who, it's hard to know if it's helping or hurting. I don't think it could hurt, uh, but I think it may be help. It may be helping to, um, just sustain me while I'm out in these streets, you know, having to catch public transportation, having to be, um, working in grocery stores and things like that. I, I don't think it's hurting to have these little extra boosters, um, you know, that I do every day. So you just take like a, like two t- two teaspoons um, in the morning, two teaspoons at night of either uh, both of these the, the Dr. Sebi tonic and the elderberry. You just take a little bit in the morning, a little bit at night, and you you hitting it strong. So like I said, citrus, onions, garlic. Surprisingly enough, mushrooms as well. Any any kind of mushroom. I found this out from my homegirl who um, is our produce buyer at my store super cute. I mean, she literally like is a living Tinkerbell. It's crazy. But she knows everything about, she's a vegan. She knows everything about plants and like, you know, how to eat them and cook them and all that stuff. And it's just super cute. And it's, I like just love getting suggestions from her. But yeah, like I found out from her and a few other places that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of immunity of, um, uh, properties to mushrooms. Um, and so I would make like little, I would get like some vegetable broth, put some mushrooms in there, make a little soup, mushroom soup or something. And I'm sure, I'm sure you can come up with any, any variation of, of mushroom soup if you wanted to, um, to do that. Uh, what else have I done? Oh gosh, essential oils. One thing that I've noticed is that I would come home, like once, once I would go out and be out in the streets or whatever, um, immediately I would feel like I would start to question if I was catching something because like, you know, I would get this a little, little 
tickling the throat, you know, it felt like there's a little bit of mucus blockage going on in my throat, nose and throat area. I mean, almost like instantly as soon as I came outside. And I mean, part of it that part of that could be the pollen because I do have some allergies now. But um yeah, just being out around everybody and everything, it just, you know, I could immediately feel this difference within my, you know, nose and throats area but then I would come home and I would um you know use a diffuser or even like a pot of water on my stove and throw some essential oils in there I would throw some um what do I have in there now tea tree tea tree eucalyptus um gosh what did I have rosemary those are really good ones. Um, I always throw some lavender, especially at night, you know, to help me relax and things like that. But I mean, I would any, honestly, any, like any essential oil, even like a little blend, like if it was, you know, tranquility blend, or I had one that was like breathe easy blends, um, which I think included, let me see when go find this. Oh yeah. That the breathe easy particularly has Eucalyptus, peppermint, basil, tea tree, and rosemary. Again, tea tree, rosemary, um, eucalyptus. Those three are the, some of the three that I just use all the time anyway. Um, and yeah, they just really, they open me up. Like, it's like, I just, I, everything clears as soon as those, those oils get to going, get to bubbling. So, um. I don't know, man. I'm I'm convinced. I, I almost wish that we could just infuse my store and infuse the trains and buses with, with these oils. I mean, I think they would make a huge difference in the world. Like, if you know, if we could in, in, infuse these enclosed spaces with earth's natural um, remedies, earth's natural comforts, earth nat- earth's natural... Um, just health enhancers and it's, it's crazy because you don't have to drink these you don't have to eat these you don't have to you don't necessarily have to rub them on yourself you just inhale them you just put them in the air uh, I know I've made a I've made a uh, hand sanitizer that included um, so the base of it was aloe vera gel and um, vegetable glycerin both natural and um they have like a jelly like texture to them um aloe vera a little more gel jelly than the glycerin but the glycerin kind of has a um, softening property it's like really nice when your skin and moisturizing um or like softening more so you like softens your skin um and then i would add a little bit of jojoba oil for some moisture um and then I have this thyme oil that I got at a health food store near me, and it had 71% alcohol in it. So it was, it was, um, and you can actually digest it too with some. It's like a detoxifying supplement as well. So I, I actually take that um, a couple times a week. Take that, but I added that to the to the mixture as well. The thyme oil, thyme oil actually is very anti-bacterial, um, um, it's very, uh, antiseptic, I think is the word, and, um, so that's a really, really good oil to use for this, and it smells really nice as well, and, um, 
so that oil with the with the alcohol in like included in it and then I added some witch hazel and a little bit of uh, tea tree oil and lavender just again tea tree oil is very cleansing and has a lot of antibacterial properties as well um, and I just I just love lavender just I just love the smell of just that calming Whew, just lavender is just too beautiful so um yeah I made a little hand sanitizer out of that and I mean again it's it doesn't have all the other stuff that you know all these other brands have that more well-known brands um I still go out and wear my gloves and things like that but I feel I feel safe and I feel better using what I made at home for a sanitizer in between um and just just generally those like especially in my own home come home I wash my hands maybe I'll throw a little bit of that sanitizer on um I just, it's a it's a comfort um and I feel like I I feel very healthy in my home it's it's interesting just the contrast of that um <clears throat> so yeah those essential oils are really great uh and those supplements I mentioned earlier Dr. Sebi um the BioFaro look into that on Dr. Sebi's website really really good elderberry syrup really great um citrus fruits onions garlic mushrooms excellent 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 i mean and then pretty much any vegetable is just amazing um the last thing i would probably say and again i don't i'm not a health professional i'm just uh just sharing things that i feel like have have worked for me and um you know they aren't they aren't chemicals they aren't prescription drugs or any kind they're all very they're all natural um, and you can de- definitely, I would recommend to do your own research first. And I'm not recommending that you do any of this stuff. I am simply telling you what worked for me and what I like to do. That's all I'm doing. Just a disclaimer, caveat. Okay. Um, I have tried, uh, the neti pot. So there was a whole thing I was hearing about, like with this virus, Oh, it gets in your nose and it gets in your throat. Da, 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 da. And I remember when I had a really horrible sinus infection last year, uh, I eventually had to go get a neti pot because I tried everything and like all these pills and uh, Tylenol and all the, all the Benadryl, all that stuff. It just was not working. Um, Mucinex, nothing. And so I eventually just went and got a neti pot and it has like these little saline packets and I now this doesn't work for everybody. I know some people have like really narrow nostrils or they just don't like the sensation of like the water going through their nose because you do feel it. You feel it. What what do you do is you take like I like to take like warm water. And especially if I'm using tap water, I like to boil it first, then let it cool down. And, and you know, it's just tap, I just don't trust tap water. But um, take that, you know, take some really clean warm water, put it in, in the neti pot. It looks like a teacup, like a little teapot. Put the water in there and you add this like packet of saline solution, which usually they should come with a bunch of them first. Um, if you run out, I'm pretty sure you can buy them separately from the neti pot. But you add that solution and then you take half of the, the pot and you like, you know, you take the um, nozzle of the neti pot, through, take it into one nostril, take half of it, let it, and it like goes through that nose and comes out the other, like goes through that nostril, comes out the other nostril. And you can kind of even, some of it might even go, like, you'll feel it go into your throat a little bit, but, like, I feel like that's okay. 
um it's like cleansing it <laughs> um and i think saline it, it would have to be safe enough to like enter your body that way in, in small amounts i don't know i'd have to do more research on that but um <clears throat> it goes through the one nostril and not the other and then you switch and do the other half and um i again i there's no proof i'm not a science scientist i'm not a doctor but I will say it, I mean, I know last year when I had that, that uh, sinus infection, it opened like everything up. It was like beautiful. I did it like twice a day and that sinus infection cleared up within two to three days. It was amazing with literally no other supplements, no other medication or anything like that. So I was trying that even with all of this stuff. Like I said, I would I would go out and feel congest, you know, a little tickle, a little congestion, little da da, little things trying to creep up on me, right? Um, and then I come home and I, I think twice I done I did the sailing thing twice, and it did wonders. It was beautiful. It was like, oh well, look at me, I can breathe. Look at me, I can I can, you know, I'm not you know coughing or having to clear my throat or whatever. Um, so I wonder if that could help. I hear that I, I was hearing that warm things, heat kind of kills it too. Again, not a professional. It could be worth a shot. It's natural. There's no, you know, usually no, there's no real side effects to it. Um, and so something like that could be worth it. Um, and even taking those essential oils that I mentioned earlier, putting them in a pot, a, a pot of boiling water. And doing like a um, like letting the the pot you know boil and like steam, and then just like covering your head with a towel and just putting your face over it, over the pot, the steaming pot, and letting those fumes, letting the the steam kind of like go into your face, your nostrils, and all that. You, I mean, all that stuff is it's very soothing. It can help clear some things up, and um, I, I it can't hurt. You know, as long as you're not allergic to any of those things um, that I mentioned, any of those like oils and things uh, or plants, if you're not allergic to those things and you just have, you're generally a healthy person, um, I mean, that it can't hurt. Um, it may not cure you if you have it, uh, but it can probably give you some relief if you feel like you have some symptoms or even if you're just being affected by the season we're in, which is technically... Um, I don't know if we're still in flu season. We might be sort of like coming off of that. But we're definitely in pollen season. I know if you're living anywhere in Georgia, you are seeing the pollen everywhere. Um, so even just trying some of those things to uh, give you some relief with everything that's going on. Um, and again, maybe you have the virus and you have, have very mild symptoms. Those things could possibly give you some relief as well. Uh it's not a cure for anything. So again, definitely listen to what the, the CDC, the EDC, the ABC, all of them, all of them CCs. Just listen to whatever they tell you to do as far as um, uh, preventing, you know, uh, uh, contracting it. But also anything they tell you to do as far, as far as if you, you know, do contract it and you, you know, start to show some real symptoms of it. Go to go to the doctor. Um quarantine yourself whatever like anything that they are suggesting you do if you actually have the virus please do those things but um you know just just for anybody who has to kind of like be out in these streets unfortunately you know doing your job you know just a couple of things that could help remedy any discomfort that you may encounter um still protect yourself and protect others from you if you possibly contract it 
cover your face, cover your hands, wash your hands, all that stuff. Um, but you know, these things might help. These things might help you get through a little better. And like, they're nice. It's pleasant. It's very comforting. And, um, I feel like for me, it's one of, it's one of those things that I'm going to, I already do before all of this. I was already using these oils. I was already, um, doing the saline thing. I already use onions and garlic a lot. A lot of citrus fruits in my house. I always have little cuties for my son. So, like, these were just things that I sort of amped up a little bit more. Um, the elderberry thing was new. I never really did the elderberry. I was like, let me try. <laughs> let me try her out. Um, and it's actually really nice. It actually tastes really nice. It's sort of like if Robitussin or something, like, actually was sweet and tasted nice. Like, elderberry syrup is like that. It's really, really good. <laughs> it's, it's scary good. Um, and it just happens to have all these great properties and benefits to it so um yeah so that's my robot ronatussin that's the ronatussin you know those are the little woo-woo remedies that you can try out um the hand sanitizer all that good stuff whatever just go rewind it take it back whatever and um yeah that's it y'all woo-woo thank you